The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome back into a final four edition Whoa. of the Just Press Play podcast. We have we have made it through two weekends of nonstop basketball. I want to pause for a sec. We're joined, of course, Pops LJ here yo. with here with me. Yo, yo. I almost feel like I I might be. A, I don't know. This is bad, Dad. Uh, possibly I'm basketballed out. I don't know. There's a lot of basketball. Whoa. <laughs> I think I could keep going, but man, it's been a lot of basketball. And then. 9 p.m. starts, which I think they might be around to stay. I'll get in that in a second. But Pops, have you been? How do you feel? How do you feel about the? You basketball? know, it is weird because I do think with them playing, you know, the the Saturday, Sunday, and then the Monday and the Tuesday, it was like Tuesday night comes around, team is like, do we have basketball again? You know, <laughs> it seems longer. I know it's still four days, but it just seems longer to me but I'm not basketballed out no I am not well they're giving us these late games on on school nights you know like (laughs) we got when we got Thursday Fridays one year on Thursday you're already looking into the weekend Friday you're into the weekend Saturday Sunday and then you can reset on Monday but now I'm like I'm already having the Monday feeling you know Monday work you're already like uh dragon but then you're staying up late to watch basketball and then Tuesday feels like another Monday almost, and I, I'm i not complaining because I love basketball, and we didn't get the tournament last year, and it's been a fun tournament. I know, LJ, you said you've This is my favorite it, tournament that I've ever seen, yeah. And and the, the, the Pac-12 Conference of Champions, but but let's talk about the Southwest <laughs> the Southwest Conference. Conference. Southwest <laughs> Conference, baby. Killing it. They just, all they do is win. What I will say, one of the best things about the Southwest Conference this year is that Texas lost quickly. Um, and I think that makes everyone in the Southwest Conference happy. Um, and still the I conference mean, is showing. everybody, but yes, I, I would think a high percentage of it, besides the ones that like to wear burnt orange, are pretty happy you know, about that. I, that. I know we got a lot of Arkansas stands on this uh, podcast, but uh, I was looking up Southwest Conference stuff this weekend for uh, related reasons. And uh, one of the things I saw was like there was only like two undisgraced teams in the Southwest Conference, and one of them was Arkansas. It made me really happy to see. So. <laughs> Uh, do you we'll think everybody into, knows what the Southwest Conference is? Do people, I mean, do you think our no, listeners just, no. in, just in <laughs> case, just in case they don't, Pops, can you enlighten me real quick before we talk about our friends? Yeah, well, I will tell you that the Southwest Conference was a very powerful football and pretty good basketball conference that probably ended in... Was... Have you not seen the Elite Eight? <laughs> Still well, is. Well, <laughs> true. I when mean, do you Baylor think they, they and, ended before Arkansas took the Natty, right? So, yes, because they were 90, already in the SEC. I 92? think they moved to the SEC in 88. It was in the 80s 88? Okay. 
and uh, and Arkansas was the only non-Texas team in the Southwest Conference back in the day. I, I don't know that I know them all, but let's see. You had it dissolved in 1996. Oh, Whoa. Wow. Okay. Whoa. A little off there. Arkansas left there, early, huh? though. I remember that. Arkansas left like a year or two before it dissolved. So, um, but yeah. So it was uh, Texas, Texas A&M, Houston, TCU, SMU, uh, Tech, Arkansas, Texas Tech. Uh, seemed like there was one other. Not Rice. Rice may have been in it. Rice, originally. Rice, um, Rice was in it. But at any rate, so that was yeah. the old Southwest Conference. Yeah, that has disbanded. Boy, in the nineteen eighties, many of the conference's athletic programs were hit by recruiting scandals, which led <laughs> to the downfall. The only programs to escape probation in the eighties were the Hawks, <laughs> Baylor, and Rice. But <laughs> Baylor, uh, a lot of other, in, including. <laughs> Yeah, Baylor, Baylor made up for that. <laughs> yeah, they made up for it in the 2000s when I, we yeah, didn't even get into it. There's said. a lot of stuff that yeah. happened with Baylor. Yeah, the, it looks like I don't have the exact things because we're going to move on, but it dissolved in 96, but yeah, teams started leaving in the 80s pretty quick. Oh, yeah. man. I closed it in the 84 teams started leaving because of a lot of big court cases because they kept breaking the rules. Um, <laughs> so they were we, have a final four set. <laughs> we have a final four set with Gonzaga who – They've just what they've done all year. They're what I think they're 30 and 0 and they've won 29 of their games by double digits. They are just they are a powerhouse, is what they are. No like doubt. Baylor, who is who is clearly, I think it's one A and one B, Gonzaga and Baylor. And I think we'll get into this because I know Pop's thoughts on some of that. Then Houston and UCLA. Interestingly, before the season, if you would have put odds on these four teams to make it to the final four, Gonzaga and Baylor both at plus eight hundred. A lot of people thought they'd be good. UCLA was actually ahead of Houston. UCLA was plus 2,500 wow. and Houston was plus 400. Now, if you'd have done it right before the tournament, UCLA was plus 12,500 to make the turn to make the final four. And all the other ones were a lot better than that. So it's the way things go, but you got, it's going to be an interesting final four. I don't know if UCLA can muck it up enough to beat Gonzaga, but that'll be tough. We'll get into some of that. Before we do, we know your bracket is likely blessed. There's probably I sure at this so. point at this point in, in the bracket pools, there's like one either one person has it one or there's one person who has it one unless this happens or something like that. But if you're one of those people that have nothing to do with the pool, you're not in the top three, top two, whatever, and you're out of it, you're like, well crap, that was fun, but now I don't have any invested financial interest in these teams. We have something to help you out. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. NBA's full swing, college basketball, we got the final four coming up, and then heck, football's right around the corner. And Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. You, you love that four-letter word, free. It's just, free. It, 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 I just love Say it. Say it again. If you head to the website now, free. It is free to sign up, <laughs> and then once you get to the website, or using your computer or your mobile device, you can receive, on top of being free to sign up, you receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports, sports book experts. And before we get into the tournament, I want to talk about the OG when it comes to buying and selling shoes. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the only place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. But you can always find the exact shoe you're looking for on eBay with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker, sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other 
inspection points to make sure the one you want is what you are getting. And then if you are into buying shoes and you're trying to sell, it's free to sell sneakers. Again, I love that Whoa, they put it all caps on this read. It is free oh. to sell sneakers on eBay if you sell them for over $100. And thanks to eBay's authenticity guaranteed, the verified returns make the whole transaction worry-free. With other sites taking as much as 25%, you're going to have a lot of extra money left after selling your shoes to buy more, sell more, do whatever you need to do. If you're buying shoes, the only place to do it is over at eBay. All right, Pops, let's get into... First, I guess um, let's start just thoughts on the final four. Overall thoughts. Thoughts on the final four. Uh, Take it where you want to go. It's it's your ship. Well, I will tell you that Gonzaga looks like the class of the field. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I really think they are. I I really – well, I hope we get Gonzaga and Baylor in the final game. I think that could be a fantastic game. Financially, you hope we get UCLA. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm taking my own personal gain out of this completely. Okay, yes, UCLA. <laughs> he's a LJ. He's a purist. He just yeah. wants the best basketball, best possible. basketball I possible. I appreciate I'm that. I'm UCLA all the way, just for the the dinner. I think we were promised, but uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It will be a nice one. I promise you that at UCLA. So root root for him. Uh, but I think Gonzaga is the is the class of the tournament. I really am excited about the other side. Uh, uh, and, and and I should before I get off this, UCLA's playing good. I think they could yeah. give him a game. I just do think Gonzaga. Is Shout out to game. Mick Cronin. Shout out to Hep Cronin, the new sister Gene, his showing his dad <laughs> over and over. Cool, really cool moment seeing his dad up there. That's awesome. Um, but Houston, I'm really anxious to see those two backcourts, the Houston backcourt and the Baylor backcourt. Uh, those guards play each other. I think I just am really excited about the Baylor uh, Houston game. I think Baylor will come out on top, but I think the game will be fantastic. Can I can I share something I'm worried about, Pops? Sure. Saturday, I'm worried Saturday could be two blowouts. Could be. I think Baylor. I think Gonzaga and Baylor are just that good. I, but then again, I've been calling Houston overrated all tournament, and all they've done is make it to the final That's four, what they do. which, uh, as you can assume, I didn't have in my bracket. But Houston did get there by beating all double digit seeds. It's yeah. never been done before to get to the final four beating all double digit seeds. So I don't know if we know exactly what Houston is, but hey. You got there. That's all that matters. And now they got 40 minutes to beat Baylor. That's all it takes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they got a shot. And I think you you do oh, have a point, Pops. Right. That backcourt is um, athletic enough yeah, to so, keep up with Baylor. And they can they can play. So, that's – that's yeah, that's where I'm at on the Final Four. Now, I also lost. wondered – I was just watching this. Is this the year of the NFL running back as a point guard? Because have you seen, like, what is it, Mike Smith, the guy at Michigan – I mean, he's just a little fire plug, man. Uh, and then what's the other guy? Tiger uh, Tiger Campbell with the weekend yeah. hair hairdo. Oh, I love I mean, it. Tiger with know. a Y, that is. Yeah, Tiger with a Y. I don't know how he plays with that hairdo, but. I got to say, I, the, one of my few thoughts on the Final Four, I've got a few, so if we come back to me, great. But uh, I, I feel so bad for him because if he's got an NBA career, he's got to keep that hair for the rest of his life. And as somebody who knows what that means. Um, <laughs> he's got to hold on to that. He didn't have a choice. He can't play basketball on that for the rest of his career. I just, holy crap. <laughs> so stay on that side of the bracket, Gonzaga, there's not a whole lot to talk about that game. I think we, as a public, we tried to talk ourselves into, and maybe I did cause I had a financial investment in it, but like USC, they have the matchup. They could do it. And we just were like, it's what happens when you see a team so good for so long, you, you kind of talk yourself into it. And Gonzaga just were like, Nope, we're still that damn good. On the Michigan-UCLA game, Pops, I wanted to ask your thoughts on the end of it. So, 
What do you think oh, about Michigan God. running down there and taking a three there when they were down? What was it, down one or down two? You know, Kevin, I'm going to have to come clean and be honest. Even though I had such a financial interest in the game, it was after 11 o'clock and I fell asleep. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I did not see the end. Well, <laughs> I'll say, the truth. Didn't, didn't Michigan not hit a field goal for the last five minutes of the game? Is that correct? Well, they, yeah, tell they me what got happened. back I into – they got back into the game and took a lead by finally realizing because they had our boy Riley, who shout out to Riley on UCLA. That dude can play. He's, yeah. he's not the big name dude, but he's the dude can play and his shoes are awesome. Yeah, that's NBA um, Jam Man, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he, he got in foul trouble early and he was out in the second half. And so then all of a sudden it took a while, but finally Jawan Howard Michigan realized, hey, we have these two seven footers in Dickinson and I can't think of the backup's name. Let's just feed the beast. And they were dominating. And then with about five minutes left in the game, LJ, they just forgot that that's what was working. Yeah. And they quit going to it. And then down down one, they had the ball with like 18 seconds. And I like taking a shot early to get multiple shots at it. But your boy Smith, the point guard, ran down there. And the three wasn't a terrible look. It was a good look. But it was just right, like, right down the court. Ran straight down and shot it. I want – I miss – the days when the guard or whoever drove into the basket. I mean, you might get an and one, you might get a foul, you might get a wide open kick out, you might get a Dickinson tip back. It's just tough to take a three that quick yeah. to me. I mean, they had uh, a second for the right putback, but then that putback the was thing. garbage too. So Yeah, then the guy that got, I think it was Brown, Chondi Brown, I think is his yeah. name. Brown got the rebound and... I don't know. I mean, it's easy to say that watching from the TV, but he went right back up with it where it's like, ah, pull it out and let's get another shot. Yeah. And he went right back up and it wasn't even close. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought Michigan kind of blew late, but that's what UCLA does. They make things ugly. They get you out of your game. I mean, Michigan's not used to playing in a 50, 50 game, like score wise. Yeah. And UCLA is like, that's what we do. We want it to be ugly. And then let's give it up to J- Juzang. Awesome. That dude is really, oh, gosh. really yeah. good. Yeah. Monster. UCLA. The two. I don't, I don't, think they have a shot against Gonzaga but I don't know I mean I didn't think they would get here I mean playing game to final four that's I mean pretty good I will say I've got I've got vibes of Patriots versus Giants in the Super Bowl going on right now like the the team chasing history the team that's dominant that no one's even gotten close to and that team nobody thought was any good going into the tournament I mean I I don't know I think there's a shot although I do think it's kind of funny that the Cinderella story of the final four is a team that's got 11 national championships. (laughs) Blue blood UCLA. (laughs) Yeah, I I totally agree. I'm like, they're such a Cinderella. So you're like, that's UCL. That's UCLA. They're, I mean, they have, they had the, the Lou Alcindor days. They are. That's the history of basketball. Yeah. John Wooden. But yeah, Uh, LJ, I know you said you had a couple of thoughts just on the, the past weekend of basketball. What's, Anything you got? Well, so the first thing I think is kind of interesting is uh, there are four ones when you look at the seating for the final four. There's two one seeds and an 11 seed, right? (laughs) Yeah. I see what you did there. So you might be asking, when was the last time this happened? And uh, the answer is 2008, which uh, we have some weirdness with Memphis, right? Where we're not 100% sure whether Derrick Rose was uh, uh, recruited, right? And we know he wasn't. Um, and then we go all the way back to 1986, which was the last uh, uh, NCAA tournament without a three-point line. That was the last time you had four number one seeds. It was the same situation. It was a one, a two, a one, and an 11. So uh, I, I thought that was kind of an interesting sort of 
tie back to history. But uh, that number eleven was LSU, by the way, for those wondering. Twas in indeed. Twas indeed. Um. Kevin, so that was that was it. Yeah, go ahead, LJ. I thought you were wrapping up. My bad. Oh no no no! I, well, the only other thought I really had was I I, I really enjoyed uh, I I'm I'm into the internet. I don't know if you guys knew this about me, but uh, it was really fun to watch Arkansas become the villains uh, when they were playing against okay, Oral Roberts, so. and uh, I thought that was super fun to watch a team uh, that I, it seemed like they might have been you know all the players were like Tom Brady and Alex Rodriguez, and they were coached by Bill Belichick. I mean, they were just the most hated team in the history of sports for about a day there when they beat Oral Roberts. I just thought that was the most fun. That was that was empowering as someone who's in Arkansas currently. Well, I do think I, – I, I didn't notice that as much, but I do think when you're when you're Oral Roberts, you're the fun team with Ace Miss and, and Banner who are all this and that, and whoever was going to play them, once they get past the first weekend, because obviously some teams hate them in the first weekend because they're blowing up their bracket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Ohio State fans hate them, Florida fans. But once they get to the second weekend, now it's literally everybody is rooting on them for mm. just madness and mayhem. Yeah. Except for Arkansas fans. So, yeah, <laughs> Arkansas becomes hated. I, I think we unfortunately do have to talk about it. So, last week we, we did a little gloating on on the uh, the Razorback uh, sports and, was Kevin, and the basketball team in general. <laughs> yep. I'm I'm – Fully full full head of hair here, no no <laughs> shave going on. Pops, let's talk about it. They they played Baylor and they lost. They came out awful, went down by eighteen. But it's what they do in every single tournament game. It's kind of annoying, but they they stormed back, made it a game. Then eventually Baylor was Baylor. They were just too good. What were your thoughts? Uh, well, interesting. You mentioned you'd like to see a guard just take it, you know, take it into the paint. <laughs> well, you saw a lot of that with Baylor. Oh my God, yeah. we could not stop the dribble penetration. Of the we were, the best the best moment Arkansas had or the best times Arkansas had is when Mitchell was in foul trouble yeah. on the bench. And when Mitchell was in, he Jared Butler is the Big 12 player of the year and they got and Maceo T's really good, Mayer's good, but the straw that stirs that drink is Mitchell. That yeah, man no doubt. is a player. No doubt. Well, and he can get to the hole anytime he wants and and I I mentioned this earlier. I think he's one of the best finishers since Kyrie Irving. When he gets to the hole, Ooh, he yeah. finishes. He gets the ball in the hoop and uh I was we we had no answer we had zero answer we being Arkansas for Mitchell none we yeah. could not stop he him. has that unique ability where he's really strong for his size mm-hmm. but also extremely fast so with Jalen Tate or Devo Davis they were a little smaller and he could kind of push him around Overpower. and then when we would switch the pick and roll Justin Smith would switch on him and Justin Smith just which is a good Typically, Justin Smith is good at switching over on guards, but he was just too damn quick for Justin Smith and would get to the cup every time. And yeah. you're right, Pops. He's such a good finisher, and he knows when to pass out of it, too. Like, he's not like he's just what, blindly running in. I'd say but. the only answer Arkansas had to that was J.D. Note, uh, who was aggressive and could just go on a freaking streak. And he could also lose you a game, no question. But the fact that he fouled out, like, just, uh, you know, before the first TV timeout, I think. Uh, shout out to you guys for teaching me when those happen. Um, but before the first TV timeout in the second half, I mean, geez, that well, killed Arkansas because Moody was just kind of there. That is no take to a T, LJ. You're, I mean, he can he can keep you in a game, or he, I mean, he was just going out of control, going in there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I was disappointed in that because boy, that kid's got talent, but he needs just a little bit of help with shot selection. Maybe He's got, a little. He bit needs of to. A, Talk to Lupe Fiasco. He needs a little chill. He needs a little chill. A little chill. chill. He needs a little <laughs> chill. So 
I, J.D. Note committed 12 fouls <laughs> over 352 minutes in his last 15 games. Then, according to the refs on an Indy that yeah. night, he fouled out in 15 minutes off the bench. Now, this isn't an Arkansas fan saying the refs blew this game. The refs were bad on both sides. Yeah, I thought that the was a bad referee game. Up the joint that, out of the game. whole tournament, that was it the just, only one. And it was both sides. It, it wasn't like one bad advantage. It fouled but, out J.T. Note, yeah. who was the, the, the spark that was keeping Arkansas alive. He... He, I love what he'll be coming back because I think he has that it factor that makes him great. Now he does that. We've watched it. He's that, he's that player where you're like, oh, don't shoot that. Oh, good shot, JD. Good shot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the no, no, go, Which go. You had a problem. <laughs> you had a problem with another guard on Arkansas that we must, we have to touch on. Uh, the, the, the heralded player, Moses Moody. What was your, what, well, what were you I talking just, about? I, I feel uh, now. I want Moody back. He's obviously a good player, but he disappeared. He disappeared against Baylor. Um, In fact, uh, Musselman took him out, and we did better. Uh, I was ready both times that he took Moody out. He just was not playing well. He looked tentative. Um, He he did not look ready to play in the game. And uh, I'm I'm telling you, I feel strongly that he played himself out of being a lottery pick in the NBA draft. I I don't even know if he's a first-rounder. I'm just telling you what – what are his his best game in the tournament? I think was fifteen points, and it was a quiet so, fifteen points. I don't know if I could disagree with you more than I do. Okay, stand well, bring it. I he's gonna go. If I I hope he stays as an Arkansas fan because he's awesome and he could use some more development. But he's gonna go not only go first round. He's a guaranteed lottery pick. Now he might he had a chance to play himself to me when this tournament started into a top five, top 10 pick, he probably played himself out of the top 10 for sure. But it's just, it's not necessarily what he did in the tournament, but just what he can do. He's really long, can handle the ball. He's got a good looking shot. It did not fall at all in the tournament. His biggest flaw to me, and it's what killed Arkansas, is Arkansas needed him, especially against Baylor, to be the guy. We needed him to be what Mitchell was for Baylor. And he just, he does this a lot. If you've watched him a lot, he gets into his own head a lot and he will definitely disappear. He will go five to 10 minutes where you don't even notice he's on the court. And that is not something you want from your star. Now, I don't think any Nor the thing an is NBA is draft NBA's, pick. Do I Nor an NBA draft pick, right? Well, like exactly. That's LJ. exactly if the I'm, thing that if, I'm, if I'm the scout for, I don't who's a team that's got a lottery pick this year. I'm looking at this guy who disappears anytime the pressure's on. I mean, yeah, that's why he doesn't go top 10 because if you're, if you're drafting to be your stud, your star, He's not that, but yeah. he's going to be a really good role player. He can play really good defense. His wingspan is extremely long. He, he rebounds good it. for a You're guard. Right. You don't you I, don't lottery pick role players, Kevin. I mean, you don't spend a lottery pick on a role you player. You haven't watched enough lotteries. Yeah, a trust lot the process. The <laughs> How many lottery picks? How deep do they go? How deep does lottery? 14, I believe, is the lottery. Well, hell, I guess he might go in 14 dead <laughs> picks. Hell, I might get, could get picked in 14 <laughs> He just picks. said he wouldn't even go in the first round five minutes ago. <laughs> well, he, I just I – just, he needs more development. I, I really think he does. And, and yes, to, uh, to be clear, I would like him to be at Arkansas another year, but I really think he he really looked worse towards the end of the year and did not help his draft uh, status. And I thought and the, the biggest flaw he had in that game was not necessarily a shot in my phone because you know what? Your shot doesn't fall, but he should have taken it to the cup. Take like it to the ball. He drove the in there. He yeah. was taking those long mid-range, and then he had one. The announcers called it out. They kicked it out to him on a wide open three. And instead of taking the three, he like stepped in and tried to take a little mid range. And then it was contested. And it, that just shows me he's in his head. He didn't trust his shot to fall. And that happened. The dude's 18 years old. That happens. Is I he really it. 18? But yeah. 
Okay. He's a kid. Yeah. And that's why I didn't like, and this is, I don't like it when any fan does it. But I really don't like it when Arkansas fan does it. Cause I really like Arkansas, but just don't bash the kid when, so, I mean, be annoyed. Like I wish you had done better. And I'm sitting, I might say things at the TV that I wouldn't say to his face, but why do people have feel the need to tweet things at college that, fans? Players? I mean, college fans me are the greatest fans in the world until they're absolutely the worst. That's a hundred percent sure. I mean, I, what was it? Brandon Allen, I think could tell you pretty uh, clearly how yeah. uh, college fans can get pretty terrible. And I, so I, I think I agree with you. I think that if he can get paid out there, if he knows he can go get paid, go get paid. Um, Arkansas is not going to pay you. Um, you know, you might could transfer to a school that would, but Arkansas's clearly not. So, uh, uh, I, yeah, go get paid. So, um, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what it does. Yeah. I'd love for him to stay. Right, just final thoughts, your parting shots pops on Arkansas basketball this year. Oh, very excited. They, they certainly reached a level that I was not expecting. Um, I'm still, Before I still, the year they were projected to finish seventh in the SEC. I, uh, like, I, I'm still hoping like hell that we're building statues for Musselman, you know, in, in 10 to 15 years. I like the guy as a coach. I like what he did with his team. Um, uh, gosh, I like the way Tate came on Devo Davis. Golly, I'm excited about that kid, uh, and watching him develop. So, so there's a lot of excitement about the Arkansas basketball program. And I'm proud, I'm proud to, of the way they, uh, represented the university. Yeah. That's what I could not agree more. I so wanted a final four run. I so wanted a championship, you know, all that, but I haven't and since it's been 25 years since we've made, seen him make the sweet 16 and 26 years since we've seen him make the lead eight. I'm just, that the excitement that was around that program was so fun this year. And I don't think this is the best team that muscle money get. This was kind of a, a, a little bit, and I don't mean this in a bad way, kind of a ragtag group. He had some grad transfers, yeah. Jalen Tate, Note kind of came out and, and some fre- and a lot of freshmen. Devo Davis wasn't even start, like barely playing at the beginning of the year. They'll, they'll get better and better. And I, I thought this was more just the, the building block. We're laying a foundation for what Arkansas maybe can be. Cause yeah. you don't go there right away. It kind of happens like that. You get a sweet 16 appearance and elite eight appearance and a final four. Yeah. So I like where they're going. I love Musselman. I hope, I don't see why he would, but you never know. I hope he doesn't get lured away by any big program. But I think Arkansas, I think if you learned anything from Musselman, that Arkansas fan base is, they, they might be delusional and crazy, <laughs> but they are passionate as just about any fan base is. And they are doing so without a lot of championships here recently. So if you start winning without a little a lot bit, of any success whatsoever recently. Yeah. yeah. No <laughs> um, my final thought on the weekend that I have, at least in the while, I'll see what y'all guys have. The the shooting in Indianapolis, the teams, it, I wish I'd have known this ahead of time. The unders, if you'd have just bet all the unders, I think you'd have done really well. Like the shoot, no teams could shoot. I actually looked it up. Winning teams in the Sweet 16 round, so for, uh, Saturday, Sunday, they went a total of 48 for 148. That is 32%. 32% would rank 255th out of 340 teams in division basketball this year, division one basketball. If you combine the winners and losers, they went 27%. That would rank 337 out of 340 wow. D1 teams. So they could not shoot the three to save your life. The losers obviously were much worse. And the Elite Eight, it did get better, but it still wasn't great. They shot 30, the winners and losers shot 33% total, which would rank 200. They, they just, no team could shoot. I don't know if this has anything to do with the bubble or less fans, more fans. Like there was a few fans in the stadium or 
if there's something going on with the rims and Hinkle Fieldhouse and <laughs> Lucas Oil Stadium, I don't know. But it was odd to me that no team could shoot whatsoever. And I'm wondering if that is a sign to come that would benefit a team like Houston and UCLA if you're an underdog. Because Gonzaga and Baylor can shoot the lights out. If all of a sudden they go cold and you start making that an ugly-ass game, Houston is fine making a defensive game. UCLA obviously likes making a defensive game. I think that gives them a shot, maybe, moving forward. You know, I remember them talking about shooting in <clears throat> big stadiums, you know, when, when, the, when there's not a lot behind the basket. I think it was when the Final Four was in Dallas at AT&T Stadium. They yeah, about well, that. and I think the first time I heard about it was in San Antonio, maybe at the Alamo Dome or something like mm-hmm. that. But, but uh, you know, what you, what you said, it's, just, it's, it's predominantly a very large, empty fieldhouse, you know, uh, uh, venue that they're in, and maybe that depth perception behind the basket. Now, with that said, I know Baylor was shooting like 60-plus percent in the first half against Arkansas, so they, they obviously yeah. figured out a way around it. Um, but maybe that has something. Well, to and it was in, it was interesting. No team was shooting good threes, but they kept jacking them up. And I know that's the analytic style, and I'm usually all about the analytic style. But at times in basketball, I know if you're missing shots, you got to just take it to the cup. And I, that's why I was screaming at Moody. I, I was screaming at my TV, take it to the cup, see a couple free throws go through. All of a sudden, that three starts looking a lot better when you just seeing the ball go through the rim. Yep. And teams, it's what out. It was what killed Alabama against UCLA. That and it's what they lived and died by all years. Just jack up threes. And and didn't pay. It is crazy. The shot of the year, the shot of the tournament. Alabama lost that shot that forced it to overtime against UCLA. Oh, that was yeah. amazing. Yeah. It was almost as good and, as Ace missing so. that shot too. I mean, <laughs> oh god, Ace yeah. has a good look at it. Well, I mean, and, that could have went in. Yeah, Easy. those are My those are the two stopped. shots of the game. Both teams lost for sure. Game. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, any, any final, any final thoughts on the basketball LJ? You got anything? It's been fun, man. It's just been fun. I, as a, as a fan, it's been fun. I do have, I do have one final thought or pops. You go ahead. Well, I I do want to talk about advertisements in a minute, but, uh, just, I think you mentioned them both, but that Riley for UCLA, big fan of his, uh, and then, uh, Jero, uh, for Houston. I was impressed with his defense. I mean, he, he seemed like a leader of that team. Um, I don't know if he's any kin to Al, but uh, that would be cool if he was. <laughs> but um, I was really impressed with his lockdown defense and how he seemed to lead that team. And, again, that I'm really excited to see him face Butler and our Mitchell. He'll probably be trying to stop Mitchell for Baylor, and that's yeah. going to be a good contest. Well, either way, he's going to have his hands going to have his hands between the two. I Just real quick to Arkansas fans, maybe the, the, the thought is what Samson's doing at Houston right now. He's kind of trying to bring Houston back to, to relevance. And they made a Sweet 16, had a disappointing loss. Now they're in the Final Four. So I know Musselman didn't make it to the Final Four, but that's kind of how it goes. You take your lumps, and it brings recruits. It brings better players. So I think the grass is green above the horizon. The I know it sucks way. right now losing, but yeah, it's just the Southwest Conference <laughs> way. I, Dad, I know you said you, you fell asleep a little early because the game started really late. I think Jeez. the Arkansas game didn't until – you probably said for that one because you had some vested no, interest. No, I stayed up completely, both, yeah. That one and the UCLA-Michigan game didn't until – 57 was 11, the start time. 11.30 was the end time for that or later. Golly. I don't know, maybe late. And I have an issue for you. I think it's here to stay Why because the, sweet, that? the Elite Eight ratings were better than they've been in the past like 15 years. Mm-hmm. Well, I think – okay, so – 
Money talks. What? That's twelve thirty. Can I just say an interesting thought that I've seen uh, out in the world is that uh, this is the first Final Four ever been played where all of the teams are west of the Mississippi. So I would Mm -hmm. say that this is interestingly, I don't know if it's the time frame or if it's just coincidence, but interestingly, setting the time zones for the West Coast seems to have done a pretty good job for West Coast teams. Is all I'm saying. Hmm. Well, and I think that could mean that the the ratings that were so good might have a little bit to do with if there's more East Coast teams in it, those ratings would have sucked because, like you're saying, that would have been a 10 o'clock start for for the East Coast. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. A 9 o'clock start was tough, let, let alone a 10 o'clock. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It is interesting. I I thought those games were late, and I thought they played. A, they had a lot of time between games. I, I was kind of like – one of the, it I was like a the, half uh, hour at least. Yes. What's the, Houston, the Houston, Oregon state game ended. And I'm like, all right, that let's was go. a fun ending. Let's go. And then we spent like 45 minutes talking about that. I mean, I guess if like, you went into let's three overtimes or something, it would make up for it. But, but like even one overtime, you got so much lag time. Like just start us in the next game late. Like, I don't understand why there was so much lag time between games. And what, and now we need what's I want to touch on those ads. We oh we didn't do a pit snoggle update. It did did my guy, I did throw his name out there. Did did I, I don't want to say my guy because I don't know if I like <laughs> him or dislike him. But Drew Timmy over at Gonzaga, I think he I, I, I tweeted this out the other day, but I think he is the all he might I don't think he's all timer, but he's he's on the Mount Rushmore of most easily hated <laughs> if you're against him but love them if you're on his team or watching him. i think Kevin, he does so much shit. you said it best before we started this podcast if he was wearing a specific blue jersey he'd be the most hated athlete of all time 100 <laughs> percent. if he was a dookie he would be christian leitner 2.0 and that is no question about it he did one dude dude can play yeah, first off let's no start doubt. with that he can shoot the three. He can shoot that little mid-range. He does what Pops loves, where the big guy that can catch at the free throw line and make, he passes really well. But then he does this thing where, one, he's already wearing that ridiculous <laughs> handlebar mustache. And then he, if he makes a dunk, he does a celebration where he like does the mustache and throws his hands up. And then he had a play. He flexed one time after an and one. He shrugged after hitting the three. And then the, the icing on the cake pops was – he threw a beauty of a pass. I mean, it was a dime. And then the TV didn't pick up on it. As he's jogging back down the court, he stops at half court, bends down, acts like he's picking up a dime and sticks it in his pocket. I mean, the dude. What a hero. The only thing I can imagine is he is a joy to play with. Like in the locker room, he's funny and he does these kind of his jokes because all the players seem to like it. And I would think, people roll their eyes at it they all seem to like love it so i think he's a cool dude but if i was on the other team he i'm, I'm getting a flagrant one probably I'm, I'm ready to foul that and what's worse is he keeps doing it because he's so good he keeps scoring like, so like, many chances freaking goofball and then he gets 20 points on you well, you know what they say if you don't like it stop him <laughs> i mean by god and they can't I, I think he we talked about before with some guy we were mentioning earlier, but too good to win the pit snoggle. I don't think Drew Timmy hits that, but I think just his look, his headband, his handlebar, his celebrations, and his game is – I think he might be the pit snoggle award winner. I don't know who can dethrone him moving forward. What do you guys think? I, he's got a shot. I still – I mean, we get to I watch like him Crowley. play another game. Yeah. Maybe two, right? Maybe so. two. Probably two. 
Yeah. So I, I I'm going to leave my vote out there. I haven't decided, but uh, but Timmy's Timmy's in the running. He's certainly a contender. We'll have to uh, we'll have to uh, reach out to Timmy see if he would like to personally accept this. Award well, he hadn't won pod. it yet, bro. If 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 if, if, <laughs> if he wins it, I'm, we I'm might have of, to talk to the like first time first two time award winner. I mean, like just chill out. Uh, yeah. yeah, true, true, true. Um, Crutwing's not out of the uh, no. He's still yet, up by there. Any stretch. Okay, we're getting what we get every March Madness, which is the same four commercials in loop. Pops, I know you have a thought on some commercials you've been seeing. Uh, I'm not a fan. I, I think that's my overall. <laughs> I, I, they're just they're they're not as good. And I'm gonna I don't know why I've, I've got a couple, but the one where the Allstate it's about Allstate insurance and the guys like let's make a lot of money and the the uh, hood ornament is singing with him. It's weird, man. I don't like it. I don't know if it's the Uncanny Valley so, thing or whatever. I just don't that, like it. It makes me feel too yeah, sure. freaking weird. Sure. Before you move on, that commercial does the the most the, the the thing I hate where I hate the commercial, but I kind of hear myself going, "Let's make lots of money," like singing along to it, and the song stuck. kind of gets stuck yeah. in my head, which makes me hate the commercial more. But I remember yep. it, so it's I doing don't know its if job. That's what they're going for is it just me, or does when the hood ornament starts singing, does it just weird you out? Oh, I don't love it. Yeah, I don't love it. I just hate that I sing that stupid song <laughs> along with them. That drives me insane. What's next? What do you got next on the docket? Well, the other one I don't like is the the whatever she is, a werewolf that likes the cherry vanilla mm. Coke and whatever. I kind of dig she, that ish. I mean, it's it's old. Get, it's old. It's been, I mean, it's I've seen it too many times, but like the concept I don't dislike at all. Yeah, so maybe the first, I don't know. 50 times I thought it yeah. was okay but after that I am just sick of of that commercial very tired I, I don't care for I don't care for that commercial either I'm I'm not a fan of it at all I could think it's kind of which and that gets me to the NCAA tournament does this every year where they have like four main advertisers and like this year I believe it's uh Coke Buick AT&T and I can't remember there's probably a fourth one probably Capital but one. you'll if you, I don't know if y'all heard that yeah, 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 Capital One. Yeah, I don't know if y'all heard that Buick one. They do that. That's so you. That's so you. Oh, I hate that's it. So the you. The SUV. Oh God, I hate it. Do we hate them? Do we hate them more because they play them so much, or are they just bad? Well, like, I think that one's that one. Well like you bring up that one, I think that's especially bad. I think the answer is probably both. I think that that one hits the perfect storm of just being a shitty, shitty ad that they play a thousand times. But uh, but yeah, I think they overdo it. I'm gonna hate it. It's just gonna happen. <laughs> And you know, so so the Barkley, uh, those commercials with uh, with, uh, with Samuel L. Samuel L. and, and uh, Mars Blackman. I call him Mars Black Spike Lee every time. <laughs> I was I like, wait, what? Mars Blackman. Because <laughs> he was. I was about to. I was so confused. Like, wait, is there someone I'm not recognizing on the commercials? So, but the one they're showing a lot of the ones with magic, you know, yeah. and it's okay, whatever. The ones with Larry Bird are pretty funny where they're ruffling bird his feathers house. and all that stuff. I think the bird He's got to make a bird call. <laughs> Those are pretty good. I like that commercial, but I don't see that one near as much. Well, that's why you like it. Uh, I guess so. Because it's what about the one you don't? What about the one that I've heard I've, before we started recording, I think? Well, it might have been on the Indianapolis. Uh, Indianapolis. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah. I wish the viewer, one, when, when Pops was talking about that Cherry Coke one and... Uh, the Allstate one. I wish the the viewer or the listener could see 
not only the disdain in his voice, but the, the, the disdain in his face. Like it was bothering him just to bring it up. And then LJ had that same look as soon as I mentioned in the, I didn't even finish. Uh, and he was like, the apple is like, he just looks disgusting. Uh, Why do you hate it so much? I'm, just, just playing I'm so tired of it. Um, it was maybe kind of clever the first time, uh, but not really. I mean, it's not really that clever. Um, it's kind of dumb. <laughs> And then, and then the 58,000th time I've seen it. And I think I've been watching on streaming services. So I've been watching on like the March Madness app and stuff. So they literally only have like six ads. And so uh, that one comes up every single commercial break. And also every time you log into the app on a different device. So as I'm moving from the living yes. room to the bedroom to the, you know, sitting out by the fire, I, I see that ad every single time. And it's just, I'm so angry at this point. The the wa- the watch March Madness live app or yeah. whatever they play LJ is dead on like every commercial break it is the same four commercials uh, sometimes multiple times in one commercial uh, break it it is woo it's it tough. bad it's like Hulu back in like two thousand nine or something it is bad <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah the commercials could do some work and I I have a feeling we're gonna get the exact same commercials come Final Four. I don't think they're they're rolling yeah, out new ones for so. you. And the Draymond Green and Jason Tatum Subway commercial. I'm sick of that one too. Mine's got steak, <laughs> mine's got bacon. Yeah, you know, that's pretty dumb. Yeah, I just I, oh God, commercials are at a down. Uh, they're 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 down sliding from where they once were. I don't what know, Doctor Rick. Come on, that's what we need. More Doctor Rick. I think Doctor Rick's also Allstate paid too much shark, money. I but, think. Uh, what? You think he's jumped oh, the shore? Yeah, yeah we, well. we got to talk at some point. When was the golden age of commercials? When were like the best commercials? I think maybe that's a podcast topic. Let's think about that at some point. Okay. But yeah, let that one simmer yeah. for a second. Cause listeners I, I, write in listeners, sure. write in. Yeah. Let, let us know. Uh, all right. Well, basketball watchers just know that this week it's been a every game. You never know when games are going to start. Is it on Thursday? No, it's on Saturday or it's at 9 a 9 PM, whatever. This week, we go back to normal. Saturday, you get your final four. Monday, you get your championship. Nice Just and like simple. It's always nice been. and simple. And and it's a perfect start to what is affectionately known as Jim Nance week. My man is going <laughs> to call a final four game, which Jim Nance is going to call a final four game for his alma mater, Houston. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty yeah. cool for Jim. Yeah. And then he's going to call the championship. And then four or five days later, he's going to call a tradition like none other the masters baby the masters rolls right it's Jim Nance week baby has he got Romo with no any doubt. of those or is it just I don't uh, think Romo they, they, they might have Romo pop in on like the masters thing just for I'd love to see Romo try CBS to call the national can, championship but... game trying to call plays before they happen <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Jim I think they're gonna shoot it <laughs> I'd pay extra money I'd pay an extra dollar <laughs> I'd listen. I'd listen to one more cherry coke ad. <laughs> yeah, no question. <laughs> uh, just remember, if you are going to get in on any of the action, the best place to go to bet on the game is our friends over at Bet Online. You can head over to their website or use your mobile device today. Sign up for free, free. and receive a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. All right, we have a few other topics to touch on. Um, I want to start with this one. We're a little late to it, and we're just going to be brief on it. But the blockbuster trade that happened on Friday in the NFL, where the draft orders all over the place, the 49ers are now drafting four, third. I think. Third, third. I think. yeah, third. 
They acquired the Dolphins pick to be third. I love they acquired the pick, and then they're like, well, we don't know for sure if we're taking a quarterback. If you trade up that much picks to get the third, you have a plan, I hope. If not, then that's an issue. Yeah. Uh, But what I want to talk about is not necessarily the picks. I want to talk about the butterfly effect that was a gas mask. The Laramie Tunsil butterfly effect that I'm talking about. What if I told you a gas mask is how the Dolphins built their dynasty? That is if they actually end up making the right picks and two is as good as someone on this podcast seems to think he is. Uh, (laughs) Back in 2016, right before the draft, Laramie Tunsil, left tackle out of Ole Miss, from his own Twitter account, which he says reportedly, which he said was hacked, tweeted out a video of him wearing a bong attached to a gas mask. I hope it was hacked. It was allegedly, I remember being at that draft and it was allegedly his stepdad that uh, sent it out. But uh, yeah, I remember being there and and he he kept dropping and we were all like, what the hell is going on? And then all of a sudden there's a video popping up on everybody who's at the draft's phones of some dude in a gas mask just getting higher and higher. It was the weirdest experience, but. <laughs> it literally it happened as as like LJ said, it happened as the top five was happening, and he was a projected third overall pick. And then of course he starts flying down and then uh, going dropping, dropping until finally the Dolphins eventually stopped the slide, picking him at 13. Well, Miami followed that by trading Tunsil to the Texans in 2019 for what eventually became the third overall pick this year, which they just traded. So, what all have the Dolphins acquired since the bong gas mask? They got a backup corner. They had a starting guard, Solomon Kinley, two years of a starting guard, Julian Davenport, who was just signed by the Colts two days ago, one year of starting corner, Johnson Batamosi, and on Friday, they got the number six overall pick, which because they, they traded from for the Eagles, and they have a second round pick from the Texans, a fifth round pick from the Eagles, a 2022 third, and a 2023 first, all because Laramie Tunsil, from his own Twitter account, which was reportedly hacked, posted a video of him smoking a bong slash through a gas mask. One day that'll make a hell of a 30 yeah, to 30. If the Dolphins it. end up being like I'll some dynasty. It. Cause that, that hall is like Herschel Walker in Herschel Walker. That was the big, the big hall. In yeah. The Cowboys. Trail. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Cowboys in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So it, I just think it would be hilarious if one day we get an ESP and I was like, what if I told you that a gas mask attached to a bomb was the reason the Dolphins won three Super Bowls? <laughs> I don't know if you could put that in the ad, but if so, that would be a, a great ad. What if I told you Laramie Tunsil's gas mask was more important to the Dolphins than Dan Marino? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a good one. That see, I I I, I threw one out there and LJ just topped it by ten. That, he, that, he played that the trumpet. <laughs> Um, in other news, Pops, did you see Oscar De La Hoya making a comeback? Oh no. No, the, I have not. The bloody what boxer. What is the golden boy doing? <laughs> the golden boy at a news conference for the upstart promoter Thriller Fight Club, the 48-year-old boxing legend took the stage alongside Snoop D-O-Double-G at the Venetian and suddenly announced that he would be making his boxing comeback on July 3rd. Here's what we know. The fight will happen in Texas possibly at Cowboy Stadium is where they're aiming for. And the promotion team is targeting, quote, a big UFC name for De La Hoya's opponent. I'm just going to, I don't know what that means by big UFC name, like maybe a retired guy, because I don't think 48-year-old De La Hoya should be, you know, getting in the ring with some like 28-year-old in their prime fighter. But I know, Pops, you were a huge fan of the Golden Boy, right? Uh, Yeah, I was a big fan of the Golden Boy. I mean, he was a damn fine fighter in his day. 
Now, I do think boxing is not UFC fighting. You know, it that's is, been proven it is, a few times now. Sport. Um, <laughs> so you know, and, and of course, Mayweather uh, soundly did beat McGregor, but yeah. McGregor actually made more of a show than I thought he would. So, and and Agreed. Mayweather is one of the best to ever put on gloves. Uh, I, I wish he wouldn't. I mean, hell, he's forty-eight. Just he's got to have plenty of money. But let's see what happens. I'll probably tune in. I'll probably tune in. <laughs> and that's why he's doing. I it hope right he beats there. the shit out of the Paul brothers. That's what I'm hoping for. Now that would be a pay-per-view <laughs> fight right there. Two on one. LJ just keeps coming in with these great <laughs> ideas. The best advertisement, the best. He's a great promoter. I mean, what is LJ doing on this podcast? Know, man. You guys don't pay out. me enough. No one will. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, consider we'll double your salary. All right, LJ. thank you. That's all I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, moving on. Now we kind of move out of the sports world. Uh, can someone explain to me how a, a ship? the size of like the world trade center, I think, or length of the world trade center got caught up in the Suez canal. I think that's yeah. how you say it. And apparently it blocked it up for, I think five days. And it was costing, I read that it was costing a projected six to $10 billion a day by blocking up that traffic in the canal. Why does one canal, like how does one little, sh- or not one little ship, but one <laughs> ship cause that big of an issue? Can, can someone explain this to me? Like I'm a fifth grader. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> I mean, you want me to take it's a crack at it? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Go for it. It's nothing new for you guys to talk to me like I'm a fifth Well, that's grade, how we always yeah. talk to you. That's how we always talk to you. <laughs> nothing new there. Well, I can tell you a few facts about uh, the ship and, and the canal. Uh, the Suez Canal, uh, well, the ship was 437 yards long, so four-plus football fields long uh, by 65 uh, yards wide. Uh, I can't remember what the exact canal width is, but it's a pretty skinny canal. Yeah, honestly. it is. It's, it's, it's long small. and thin. <clears throat> it's long and thin. Uh, 50 ships pass through this thing every single day, uh, carrying $13 billion in freight every day. Uh, 1.1 million barrels of oil pass through this thing daily. This canal carries 12% of the global trade uh in the canal and i saw you said i don't know you said a lot and it did say 13 billion in freight passed through the canal but uh lloyd's of london had estimated it was costing well this would work so 400 million an hour so i guess 400 million an hour times 24 yeah you're probably getting into some some pretty huge numbers um but yeah it was crazy and it now the the suez canal too by the way it it connects i believe the Red Sea to the Mediterranean Sea, which in effect connects the Indian Ocean to the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. And so if these ships that couldn't go through there, some of them went around the southern tip well, of yeah, Africa. Yeah, yeah. So adding- let's do this. Let's do this as a quick like thought experiment. I think because canals are maybe the most important invention all of humanity has ever invented so far. They're big deals. Because yeah. if you think I want to ship something from England to America... You might think, well, I'll take an airplane, right? That's that's totally an option. But the much cheaper option is to put it on a boat and just send it across. That boat's taking a ton of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're yeah, thinking, I want to send something from Japan to America, well, not that big of a deal to send it across the Pacific. I mean, that's a hell of an ocean to cross, but it's not the end of the world. You can totally make that that path. Now, I want to send something from, say, India or China to America. Where are you going to go? 
You are gonna travel around gonna Africa? You gonna Yeah, you're gonna Are you gonna travel around There's not a great route. So I mean, so one of the things that we did as as humans is we decided that between Egypt and is it Saudi Arabia? I could be a little bit wrong, but it's it's one of those countries. So between between e Africa and Asia, there's like a, a a line that we've decided is called the Suez. And they built a river through it. I mean, there might have been a river beforehand, I'm not hundred percent sure. But they turn that into essentially a pathway to get from one ocean to the other ocean. So you don't have to go all the way damn near to Antarctica. So you can get things all the way to America. You can just kind of take this little this little extra pathway. And um, yeah, blocking that. I mean, how much of your stuff comes from either China or India? Like if you look on labels on anything you've got around you, I bet you most of it says either China or India on it. Our economy needs that Suez Canal bumping. So that's, I think, well, it, why it's so key. Look at the Panama Canal and, you know, the yeah. same thing. It's, you know, what if you had to go all the way around South America, which you used to have to do? Right. If you so want something to go from Florida to California, you've either got to take it on a boat, which is cheap, or, or drive it. But if you're going to take it on a boat all the way around South America, boy, you're in trouble. So, yeah, you had to build some sort of pathway in there. Well, and that pathway makes huge money for the countries, you know, it, that it's around. I mean, a lot of those boats pay hundreds of thousands of dollars in tolls to go through. Yeah. Uh, because you think of all the fuel and the time you're burning to go around the southern tip of Africa or around the southern tip of South America. I mean, it's worth it to them. It's worth it to them to spend that kind of money to cut their trip, you know, by weeks What's well, it's, uh, it's kind of like to, why it's so important that you know the person who owns the rock of Gibraltar is England, the country, the person, <clears throat> the country is England, um, which the rock of Gibraltar is like right by Spain. So you would think it'd be a Spanish thing, but it's been historically very important to know who gets from the the Mediterranean Sea into the Atlantic Ocean and to control that sort of gap right there. And just because shipping is how we ship things, uh, boats is how we move things. Uh, that we don't have to get there tomorrow. And most of the things we don't have to get there tomorrow if we plan right. So yeah, I mean, just owning the waterways and controlling the waterways is important. And I, I, I don't know how the, honestly, I have no idea how this ship got stuck. Um, because I would imagine that, you know, you tend to have pretty experienced people going through here. Um, but that, yeah, that uh, doesn't surprise me at all that we would lose just millions and millions of world economy uh, dollars on a on a, just an hourly basis that doesn't surprise me at all well i do know that it, it got stuck because there was a sandstorm and it started drifting slightly and i think it got the bow stuck you know and then the 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 outside edge completely went across the canal and blocked it off in yeah. both ways interestingly too and, and i'm sure you maybe you guys know this but the reason they got it out was because they had what they call a super moon Yes. Uh, also I'm known. Glad you good catch. I had this ready. Also known as the worm moon. Worm moon. It's known as the worm moon yeah. because uh, this time in the spring, worms start showing up in the northern hemisphere in the soil. Yeah, it's starting to. Native, Native Americans started that, calling it the worm moon. Yeah, no, I didn't know that. Worm. That's so it came awesome. From Native cool American. Stunt. Cool stunt. But but the super moon actually makes the tide about a foot and a half more than just a regular high tide. And it was just fortunate that the supermoon happened at this time period, and they actually had to be very prepared and ready to take full advantage while the supermoon was there and had that gravitational pull making the tide so uh, so high. It was it was a it was a very big timing thing that they had to be prepared for, and luckily uh, it happened when they could. That get is that ship really off. cool. That is a really cool 
bit of information. See, I was I was totally ready to like throw out some some stuff to y'all. You got about the, moon the moon stuff, and then pops. It's on the. I mean, whether spot. anybody's been there or not, you're not sure about, but you know the moon stuff. Well, let me just tell you that I, affected the gas market quite a I bit. Can this week. That's so. what I was going to say. They carry everything on there from like it. it it's going to cr- cause a price. It could have caused a price rain uh, increase in stuff like coffee, diapers, oil. I mean, they carry so much because it carries twelve percent. The canal carries twelve percent of the world's trade. So that's a lot of stuff that you don't think about. Now, oil on the other hand went up. I think two percent just over the week. Like at one point last week, I don't know what it what it ended up going up, but I'm sure it caused a headache for uh, one of us on this podcast. Well, I mean, literally well, anything that doesn't have to be transported a week, uh, you know, within a week of it being made, probably goes through that canal. I mean, that's probably well, you how know, it goes. they had some animals, they had some livestock on some of those transports. Then they had to let the livestock going through. Wow! They tried to give them uh, access first to get this livestock, you know, out. Wow! Of these ships, so I mean it. It's just crazy how the world can turn on one little old thing. You know, one ship gets stuck uh, in, in, you know, Suez Canal, and it affects the whole world. I, yeah, I mean, it's butterfly effect. Now, world, is there another world. canal that's it, like, as big of a deal to the world as the Suez Canal, or is this like an abnormal thing? Is there Panama's multiple? big. Panama's really important, for sure. Um, well, and, you know, you'd have to look at a map. What is the one over in the Middle East, you know, that they come out, I think, the Persian Gulf? There's a... There's a straight there it's not really a canal but there's oh the straight yeah, yeah, yeah. of, of uh, hormez i don't know if that's uh, right i know what you're talking about i'm sorry i don't have a name but yeah but sometimes you know, if important. you look up anything canal right now on google the suez is the only well, thing that's possible uh, well it's really so. not a canal it's just a it's a thin place where the persian gulf i think empties out into the either indian probably ocean maybe something the like that yeah and it's pretty important well and 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 obviously we're such an oil driven uh, universe right now that anything coming out of the Middle East is kind of important to everybody to some degree. Um, the Strait of Hormuz? Hormuz. Hormuz. I, I thought, yeah, I said that. Yeah. I didn't know if it was right or not. Yeah, the Straits of Hormuz. That's what it's looking like from the very quick search. IT got back to me, and this is very prim- preliminary searches, but that, that did IT's good. Up, IT so. is really good at their job, so I'm sure that's true. So um, <laughs> Those guys are, they're, stu- I mean, they're, they're really, they're, the, they're stuff. <laughs> Um, yeah. They also LJ do not get paid. No, enough. double their pay too. <laughs> um, <laughs> Consider it an issue with. Well, you know what did not see any price effects because of this canal issue, and 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 it's still the hottest place to buy a shoe. Is that <laughs> that's over at eBay? eBay dot com slash sneakers. It is the best place to buy shoes, and you know you're getting the kicks that you want. They're going to be authenticated by their. They're going to be authenticated. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. 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 Okay, authenticated by the uh, the professional authenticators. They'll verify the box logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points to make sure you get what you want. Plus, it is free to sell sneakers that are $100 or more on eBay. Just head over to ebay.com slash sneakers and find the kicks you are looking for. Um, As we wrap up here... um, one, LJ, did you have anything else before we get to dad's favorite thing? that didn't I do have a pod? quick little thing. So I was looking up because I, we were talking about the Southwestern Conference in our group text. Um, and so I was looking right, up. Right. I wanted to find, you know, like, is this the best Southwestern Conference or Southwest Conference uh, uh, NCAA tournament ever? And then I just ended up reading a lot about the conferences in general. And the word conference, you just made me think of it when you couldn't figure out the word authenticate. The word conference got really stupid really quickly, and I could not believe that that's the word we use for every single one of these groups of college football teams. 
Um, it's not much. <laughs> it's not really that important. But holy crap, that word got really dumb really quickly. Like hop on Wikipedia and look up like a conference and you will get tired of that word in an instant. I was a little I was I was drinking, so I didn't come up with good stats either. So it was really kind of a pointless uh, venture. But uh, that's what I got. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, but I almost, I, I would hate to neglect this because I almost forgot. We, we Pops, I have to bring it up on the pod. We got a, a comment from LJ where he was talking about goats, and he found a goat, greatest of all time, that was better than Jordan, better than Gretzky, better than any athlete he could ever yeah. think of. And that is LJ. What is the, the biggest goat of <laughs> well, all time? Well, let's, let's just uh, think about, okay, so let's, let's put this in a little bit of context. So uh, when, when a great athlete, plays the game within within 10 years the whole game has changed because people that looked up to that kid that that grew into this hall of famer they've changed their game to model after a michael jordan or a wayne gretzky right and so you see the whole game change uh when was the last time you saw the entire game change within a single year in any sport and i can tell you the answer the answer is it hasn't happened it just hasn't happened (laughs) except for when it comes to the popeye's chicken sandwich Every single fast food joint in America has brought out a new chicken sandwich since Popeye's walked in the door with this phenomenal chicken sandwich. So that is the greatest thing, maybe in American commerce, maybe in American, you know, sort of uh, lore. I mean, hmm. I mean, you do have a point. Literally every fast food place has either made it like you got Taco Bell coming out with chicken sandwich sliders yeah. or something every fast food place has either come up with a chicken sandwich or they've redone it kfc's the, ne- the newest one but mcdonald's did it wendy's did it. every well, and do you single know, like place. let's talk about when was the first time you heard about this chicken sandwich it wasn't probably from a commercial because i know for my sake it was literally just because i had like eight people tell me this is good enough to go get um and then eventually all of a sudden it was like every everywhere's local news because popeye's had lines out the door from literally literally blocking yeah, traffic literally, well, from yeah just, you couldn't get one for a month from literally just run mouth out. to I mean. mouth advertising like it wasn't even like and and now all these yeah. places are trying to catch up by saying well our chicken sandwich is pretty good too it, uh, no not even close not even close that's the greatest thing that's ever been made it changed the world within a year well, I just thought of I thought of one place that did not remake their or not do like a whole new rebranding of their chicken sandwich. Chick fil A didn't rebrand theirs. They kept all oh, well, they've started and advertising a, a lot sandwich. harder though, and they've been advertising in a very different way than they ever have before. But go on. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to ask Pops. So Pops, you are a connoisseur of the chicken sandwich. Yeah. I know you've had the Popeyes chicken sandwich. Absolutely. You enjoy it. Yes. You've also had other chicken sandwiches that have claimed to make the new best chicken sandwich. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, okay, Zaxby's. It's kind of like Zaxby's. Ahead, no sorry. way, not even close. <laughs> McDonald's, don't waste your time. And they're all sponsors um, of the show. Well, sorry, I'm just, I'm just calling it like I see it. Uh, I will tell you, Kentucky Fried Chicken's has a little bit of promise. Oh, I'm you've not had it? Sure you've had it yet? I've had one. It was a spicy okay. one. I think I need to try the non-spicy. Because the spicy uh, Popeye's chicken oh, sandwich. That's just, the sandwich. There's not one better. That's, <laughs> that's the dope. It kind of, just for any, we started this with basketball, so just to relate back, the Popeye's chicken sandwich right now, the spicy one, is basically what Gonzaga oh, is right now unbeatable. in college basketball. It's, there's, there's 1A, 
there might be a 1B, you know, there might be something around, but there's 1A and it's a clear and obvious thought. And, and it's been, you know, so you mentioned that I think Gonzaga has uh, in every single game, they've had four different players score double digit points. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds like the Popeye's chicken sandwich to me. I think that's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I have a, I have a problem. I have a, a take when it comes to the chicken sandwich that I don't know if it's a hot take or I might edit this section out if you're not careful. (laughs) I think, I think LJ will agree with me actually on this one. And I'm going to channel my inner uh, Jerry Seinfeld here. What's the deal with the pickle on the chicken sandwich? I could do without it. I don't need it. Throw it. Yeah. I don't think it adds anything to it. Mm, I I like it. it. I like it. Now I will say, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm anti pickle. I just, just get them out of my life. I'm cool without ever seeing them again, except I do like a good fried pickle and on uh, what is it called? Uh, Nashville hot chicken. I like a pickle with that, but yeah, I agree with you on a chicken sandwich. I don't need that pickle. Just give me, give me the bread, the chicken, whatever you put on that. And then the bun, like if it's mayonnaise or hot sauce or whatever, if you want to throw a slice of, if you want to throw a slice of cheese, I ain't going to be I'm mad, cool that, but I don't need a pickle. I don't need a pickle. And, and this, I want to make it clear, I'm not anti-pickle. I'm I can go to the fridge right now. I have a jar full of full pickles, like those giant pickles. I love me a good pickle. But on my chicken sandwich, just stick it, stick hot cho- hot sauce on there, mayonnaise or, or cheese, Sorry. Or lettuce, I whatever, tomato even. I like I like the two pickles on the chicken sandwich. And, and I will say Chick-fil-A still has a damn good chicken sandwich. It's, no it's probably number three uh, or four, but yeah. I'd say it's probably two <laughs> behind Popeye's, personally, but. With KF, with KFC trying to make a run, we'll see. They're yeah. they're the eleven seed. The they're coming up they're on. They yeah they've they've hit a couple threes. You, you know you, you feel like they might have a shot at making this. They thing got an game, but we'll see. I, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, the the biggest goat of all time, the the Popeyes chicken sandwich, and that this I do want to throw out is not no. an ad. Yeah, um, they don't pay us. Jack McDonald's pays us dozens of dollars. I'm just kidding. They actually don't pay us at all. But. <laughs> yeah. If one of y'all want to, you'll have the best chicken sandwich in the world, though. (laughs) (laughs) Before before I get to your favorite thing, Pops, that didn't get the pot, I do want to touch real quick, mention Gonzaga. Gonzaga, if they were able to win it all and go undefeated, are they a potential best team of all time? Well, I think yeah, they would have to be in the in the discussion. Uh, isn't Indiana, you know, the only other the only other team that would go undefeated? Uh, uh, certainly in the discussion. Now, would they beat some of those UCLA teams? I don't, I don't know. Um, but but I think they're in the discussion. I think they they have to be thought about that way. I thought I thought Kenny brought up the perfect point. Kenny Smith on uh, they had like a you and Kenny, you and Kenny are tight. He was talking about this. <laughs> yeah, me and my boy K K S. Uh, <laughs> He still Kung Fu Kenny. He told me that he he said they'll be in the conversation as best teams, but just it's because they play like athlete to athlete. There are some of those North Carolina teams. They do not stand up to those. Like you said, UCLA. I don't think they stand up to those. But there's something about this Gonzaga team, and I was telling LJ this, even when they're blowing, like having a huge blowout and the game's ugly, I still actually enjoy like I keep the game on. I don't turn the channel because they play a fun brand of basketball. Suggs is fun. Timmy's fun. They pass the ball around. Kispert can hit a few threes. Ayayi has just the funnest name to say. I mean, they, they they are a fun team. They are a fun team to watch, and they play a clean version of basketball. So I, I think they'll be in the conversation, because if none other reason than Pops, like you said, they'll join the one other team that's gone undefeated and win the tournament, if they can do it, if they can do it. I don't want to crown them too early. Yeah. But uh, 
All right. As we wrap things up, remember what we have. We have dad's favorite thing to get on the pod. But before we go there, I just want to remind you, you can uh, follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Make sure or wherever you get your podcast, go to Apple Pod, Spotify, all of them, Stitcher, wherever it is. You subscribe, like, review us, let us know what you think. And then on uh, Facebook or Twitter, you can always comment on there and let us know your thoughts. We, we kind of need to think about the heyday of commercials. If you have a thought on yeah. the heyday of commercials, please. Is it please, the caveman? Either leave us a review and throw it in there, or it might be the caveman. We don't <laughs> know. That's why we need the help from the listeners. So make sure you're uh, staying up to date with all of us over at Facebook or Twitter. Just type in Just Press Play Podcast. We'll pop right up. Same way on a all your uh, podcast sites. If you're trying to subscribe to us, just type it in. You'll find it. Okay. The moment we've all been waiting for pops, your favorite thing that did not get on the pod. Okay. There's just some things sometimes that just don't make sense to me. Right. I'm so and so excited. I'm going to share this is one perfect with already. you. So, so <laughs> I, I, I'm a fan of podcasts, obviously. And one that I listen to often is cautionary tales by a guy named Tim Harford. Okay. And, and they're really fascinating. Um, they'll tell you how things, how a certain, cacophony of events came to cause cacophony that is a word <laughs> came to came to cause this big uh snafu that occurred which lj lj by the way kevin didn't know what snafu stood uh, for he didn't know that was a situation is normal um uh yeah but they're all fouled <laughs> up um so uh, anyway but so this tim harford he is a guy he's got a i guess it's an english or australian accent he sounds very educated um and, and anyway, love his podcast. But so it's an English speaking podcast. And the last one I listened to had Spanish advertisements. So I'm a little confused why you would, a podcast you have to listen to, there's not subtitles to yeah. it. You're listening to it. If you can understand English, why would you need a Spanish language? I actually have an answer commercial? for you. And and it was oh. like okay no I want to hear the answer but it was like the same advertisement one in English one in Spanish and so I please enlighten me LJ I couldn't figure out why the hell that would so be. why is that? um the answer is uh is a little surprising to me when I found it out um as you guys know uh Hannah and I went on our honeymoon in Hawaii right so yes. while we were there I downloaded some podcasts. And then I listened to him, you know, two, three months later, because sometimes you don't get to a podcast for a little bit. And I was wondering why every single podcast I was listening to had an ad for the Bank of Hawaii. So some podcasts have like a, a location specific uh, thing where it tracks where you're downloading it from and then puts an ad in for that. And so you being uh, in, you know, the border of Arkansas and Texas. I bet there's a lot of Spanish-speaking people within your region as far as the podcast app is uh, is calling out. So they're trying to put right. ads for Spanish-speaking listeners because they would imagine that because a lot of the Spanish-speaking people in Texas and or Arkansas are pretty bilingual, that they might like an ad in their own language that might have a little bit more of a resonance with them. So, so like Pop was saying, the odd thing is if you can understand English, why would you make it both? But, but you're saying, LJ... I might be bilingual, but then to hear like that blank that eBay put an ad out there that was both Spanish and English, I'm kind of like, you know what? Shout out to eBay. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, yeah. You well, you feel that, that first one maybe resonates with because it would be in theory your first language. If you do speak Spanish, you're probably 
somebody who uh, immigrated from, you know, South or Central America. And so there's a pretty good chance that that would be your natural naturalized language. And so it would resonate with you a little bit harder than you have to kind of translate as you go. Whereas like, you know, this podcast, you might be interested in like, I want to, I'm trying to learn English here or something like that. And so that I think is the answer is that they're location specific. And just because of the region you live in, um, there's a lot of uh, Spanish speaking people. And so they're trying to target those particular people with this podcast's advertising. Right? Yeah. Uh, okay, oh, but I don't think I think Pops didn't okay. buy it. No, I mean I get why you know you might hear a Bank of Hawaii commercial on a podcast that you downloaded in Hawaii, but if I'm listening to the podcast to either help my English uh, ability, a uh, uh, speaking ability, or listening ability, I don't need a Spanish commercial in the middle. You don't need no I just, advertisers I, I, don't care what you need; they care what's going to sell a product. And and so if 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 there's a if there are a lot of um, Spanish speaking audience in this region and they can target that region with ads and they think those people are going to spend more money on whatever they're willing, whatever advertisements they can get on their podcast, then that's what they're going to put out there. I mean, I hear what you're saying. I, I do, but I'm just saying if I'm listening to 45 minutes of a podcast in English, the 30 second Spanish commercial isn't going to change my mind to, to go buy that particular product. Well, you don't, but you don't speak Spanish me. fluently. So I think that's well, part and of you it. know how, you know how many Spanish speaking podcasts I listen to. Zero. Yeah, but they don't Maybe have that information. English all they have is your region. All they have is is literally um, in the same way that we know we've got listeners in Norway. So if we wanted to start uh, throwing in ads in Norwegian, we could um, for those particular listeners. Although I think it'd be a little tough for okay. us being a small time podcast. Kevin, learn, learn eBay and bet online in Norwegian. Well, and, and in theory, <laughs> so. we could do that, and we could send those ads over there because we know they probably speak the language um, because we know their region, and we we have stats on the. I mean, this is probably a little bit bigger of a podcast. So they probably their advertisers are probably trying to really target in on specific audiences, and just you don't happen to be in the audience they're targeting in on. Um, but I think someone that does speak Spanish as a first language probably, um, whether they're trying to or not, has some sort of, that has an impact. I hear you. I don't okay, buy it. you don't have I to. Don't know. I mean, I'm telling you the answer. I mean, you don't have to buy it though. You're telling me what you think is the answer. I'm not telling you. I mean, I'm that may with be strong but... confidence, and and I know I've got a lot of it. Usually, <laughs> uh, this is not new. So <laughs> I got to say, he's never like that. So. So this Spanish-speaking person is listening to thirty minutes of a podcast in English, and it's like, oh wow, they got a, they got an advertisement in Spanish. No, the Spanish-speaking person is they they speak English pretty well. They're listening to this podcast they're, because they're interested in the subject or whatever. And then the Spanish ad comes on. It's the same thing. Have you ever watched like a like a uh, 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 what's it called? Uh, that's TV network. That's like usually it doesn't matter. But uh, but oftentimes you'll have things that are Deportes? in English. Uh, Telemundo. Uh, I've watched a lot of like soccer on Telemundo and they'll have like English speaking, like throughout the, the uh, programming. And, uh, and then once they go to ads, it's all Spanish speaking, because I think it's a little bit more natural for you to buy into the product that they're selling. If it's in your first language and they happen to be targeting people that speak Spanish as first language for one reason or another, I don't know why it is necessarily first, first time I've ever heard it. I'll well, let you know when I hear the next Spanish advertisement in an English speaking podcast, but first time I, well, I, I don't think it'll change my opinion. And, but. Okay. 
There we go. That puts the period on what is another episode of the Just Press Play podcast. Make sure you're following us Facebook, Twitter. Go hit up your, your all your betting needs over at Bet Online. And if you're in the mood to buy some sneakers, eBay.com/sneakers, the OG on the marketplace. Pops, LJ, we have a Final Four coming down. Then championship game. We will record next after a post. A champion will be crowned. So pop, I was about to say, we go, we, we're going to put a period ooh, on it. Let's put an exclamation. Think. Let's pick winners. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's put an exclamation point. I didn't pick up our final four, but I think we got, I think we were way off. I oh, mean, we yeah, got we Baylor, Gonzaga, but I think both of us are wrong. And nobody picked Houston or UCLA, I believe. No. So let's go pick a, a first off, LJ, you're going to pick a championship game and then a winner in the championship. Oh, why are you going to me first? I don't even know who's playing each other. I'm not a, a bracket head. Uh, so I think if I you, oh, you got Gonzaga playing yeah, yeah. UCLA. Oh, oh, I was gonna oh, go for it. Okay, oh. so uh, so I'm going because I want that dinner. I'm going UCLA is gonna beat Houston. I just want to see that happen. I'm excited about it. Wow, um, that's what I'm picking. Okay, okay. Well, I thought we might have to do a tiebreaker because I thought everybody might pick Baylor Gonzaga, but we're good. Well, we and I, I think we do know in the history of the pod if uh, if everybody picks one thing but the other picks the other. I mean, you know, you got to go with it. So I'm I'm trying to make that dinner happen. That's what I'm going for. The 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 bad thing is we won't get as good. A, I don't know. Baylor UCLA could be a good color matchup. Nothing will top. Oh, that is the yeah. Dad said it right. It was Skittles. People. I mean, it was it was the best was, looking color game of all time. I'm trying to remember uh, Michigan played. Who would it be? Orange Clemson. I think Michigan oh, that'd played be, Clemson. Yeah, that'd one be pretty year. solid too. And I mean, they were both wearing their orange and their yellow. And I mean, it was Skittles, Skittles, <laughs> bite size flavor. I mean, that's <laughs> what it was. I mean, it was crazy. Okay, pops. Next pick. Do you want to go next? Or you want me to go next? Hell, I'll go I don't next. Get the choice. Uh, I'll leave you. Right. Leave you to go last. I mean. I just I'm gonna go with my heart, and so uh, I think it's Gonzaga facing Baylor uh, in the championship, and I think it's gonna be close. I really do, and I do think if it's close, Baylor's got a chance, but I just think Gonzaga's too strong. So I'm gonna take Gonzaga over Baylor in the national championship game. All right, and I am gonna go the exact opposite of Pops. I got Baylor over Gonzaga, and I do think it's close, like you said. I just think Baylor might have athletes that can over. They, they're enough skill, and then athletes that can overcome the skill that is on. Uh, as as someone who's always pro underdog, that would be such a fun game to watch. Still, uh, that there, those are two good freaking teams. So the matchup was supposed to happen at the beginning, like midway through the year. COVID ruined it. They had a non-conference game set up, and they never played. And actually. You know, screw COVID, but it canceled that game. So now we, if they meet in the, meet in the championship, yeah. we have no idea what it'll look like. I think it'll just be yeah. so fun. Both teams I run would up love and down the court. It. They score. Now, I do have a little place in my heart for Houston, mainly just for, for Pops and Mimi and Granddaddy. Mm-hmm. But I, so I wouldn't mind seeing Houston in there. But obviously, I wouldn't mind UCLA for that yeah. awesome dinner. <laughs> but um, I think we're going to get Gonzaga Baylor. And really, at that point, I'm just yeah. happy. I'm just ready to watch. It, no matter how fun. it turns out, this is good for. I love this for. Baylor's been in some close games and Gonzaga hasn't, and that can make a yeah. difference. I wonder, yeah. It can make They've only difference. had one 10-point game or one game less than 10 points. I do wonder, can that affect you? They might just be too damn good and they yeah, will everybody. They're but, gonna, Baylor can't get close to them potentially. We'll see. But uh, If we get to like 120 seconds left on the clock and it's a two-possession game, Baylor at least has yeah. been there. Gonzaga hasn't. That so matters. I think that's interesting. That matters. 
Yeah. All right, that'll do it. We'll be back next week to talk about how wrong we were on these picks and recap everything that we're going to learn more about Spanish ads. Probably. To whatever next we got. <laughs> yeah, there's no telling. So we will catch you next week, guys. Peace, Peace out. Peace. You have proved that you fight well. Now you can join us.